0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. We are back. I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about what my pet peeves are around the rates that your support staff are charging. Okay. So for the business owners out there, give me a little hello, hello. But as a business owner, I get it. I'm a business owner too. I hire support staff to help me execute. And for all of us who are scaling in our businesses, we know, or you should know, that hiring support staff to help you move your business forward is absolutely critical. The whole reason behind scaling is to outsource and to leverage human capital, which is talent to help you do your job better. And in theory, you bring on amazing support staff, which are usually your virtual assistants, your online business managers or project managers or director of operations. There's a large continuum of help that you need, depending on the size of your business, your product line, and possibly your team. So there's a lot of different options out there, but there are some serious pet peeves that I have around pricing. And if you are a business owner, I know what it's like to put a job posting out there and you may fall in love with candidates. And in reality, these candidates are, their, their pricing is all over the board. Okay. And it's hard to make up your mind. It's like, well, I love this person, or this person can do this, or this person's a proven track record, all the things, and I get it. And hiring is a whole other conversation that I can talk to you about mm, for a lifetime. But the reality is that these people are charging what they want, right? There is not a big industry standard. You can't go on glass door for positions, administrative positions like virtual assistants and whatnot, there's really not a standard out there saying this is how much they should cost, if they're stateside, if they are not stateside. So here here are the things that I hear from my fellow business owners and entrepreneurs, business leaders and CEOs. They come back and they will often talk about the variation of rates. So we've got some people that are probably in the Philippines that are charging three to eight dollars an hour. And then we've got people in the states for let's just say a virtual assistant role charging anywhere from 20 to 60 dollars an hour. So yes, 3 to 60 is huge, right? And we often don't know Where to go? Can we trust the people that are three and eight dollars an hour? Are we going to get a bang out, whiz out job from somebody who is 40 or 60 dollars an hour? So it really depends on where you are in your business. But now let me talk to the service providers, and you business owners continue to listen with me. But for those service providers, your assistants, your operational management, if you will, your VAs, your OBMs, your PMs, your director of ops, listen up, guys. So the biggest pet peeve, when you started your business, you probably undervalued yourself, right? We take for granted these amazing skills that we have to help business owners scale. You should know that you are critical for these business owners to scale, for them to be able to do what they want to do in their business, which is connect, which is to sell, which is to create content. Without them offloading some of these back end things, They cannot do what they need to do to grow their businesses. So you have probably, if you're new to the space, you've probably entered undervaluing because let's face it, the majority of these folks are female, right? Hello. And we know that females come in 20 to 30% lower on average than our male counterparts. So we've already undervalued ourselves because of our mental because of our mind frame, right? That's just who we are. We are more servants than we are takers. So we end up already coming into the marketplace undervalued. Now I'm not telling you to raise your rates, but if you're ready to raise your rates, I will also tell you that you have to substantiate it. So one of my pet peeves are when people come into this space without a lot of experience. And just because they, they claim a title, which is not regulated, right? We're not teachers. We don't have a certification like a cert, like a teacher, unless you go through, through the director of ops certification, but we are not an accredited field. So you can really name your price. But I will tell you, my biggest pet peeve is when you come into the space and you arbitrarily pull out a number and ask people to pay you for that. Okay, so I encourage you before, really, really look at your pricing. Look at what you're delivering. And I will also tell you that when you came into the space, you probably undervalued yourself and then you got comfortable. So my pet peeve is when people get comfortable and just out of eh, continue to raise their pricing without changing their offer that's the pet peeve I'm talking about today. So regardless if you're a service provider or if you're a business owner, you've got to align, you've got to enrich the offer and make it commiserate with the amount of work that you're providing. Now, you don't have to be the person doing all the work, right? There's agency models out there. There's a lot of different things that we can do. We can subcontract, but you always have to make sure that you're up-leveling what your deliverable is to these folks. So some tips that I can give you to avoid this pet peeve that I have, which is just to keep raising your pricing arbitrarily with no different outcome, is to make sure that you outline exactly what your people are going to get for the exchange of money. So if I'm charging a client, a retainer client, $1,500 a month for my services, I want them to specifically know what I'm going to get, what they are going to get in exchange for that. Okay. And if they know that they will be able to judge for themselves at the end of the month or whenever the bill comes in, they will be able to know, did she deliver this? Is she worth this exchange of money? And if I'm not, that's a whole different conversation. Never been in that situation, but it's also because I communicate to the um, business owner up front, hey, this is what you're going to get for the money that you're going to pay me, and let's always stay on that. So my weekly meetings that I have are around those deliverables. So again, this is kind of the golden rule of business, but do what you say and do it better than you say, right? Right. I'm huge, as you would imagine, in over-delivering and under-promising, but let's just continue to elevate, and as you elevate that and you enrich the offer, then go ahead and increase your pricing, because guess what? With a greater offer, you're going to attract higher-level clients, which you're going to want, because they're going to be willing to exchange the amount of money that you need, and you're going to be happier, and you're also going to be delivering such big value to the business owner. The other thing I wanted to say is a lot of times we will, you start your business and let's say you've got 25 hours a week that you can work with your clients. When you have built up this time and you've all of a sudden your 25 hours are maxed out, people will tell you, raise your rates. Mm, and I really don't agree with that. You can't raise your rates unless you sweeten the deal. Okay, so if you've got 25 hours and you max out 25 hours, high five to you. That means that you are meeting your income goals. You have exceeded what you wanted to do, probably. But the reality is they will not be able your your client doesn't care. Your client doesn't care how many hours you have. What your client cares about is what you are delivering to them. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Do you do it on time over deliver and do it before time? Try to anticipate their needs. That's a huge thing. It's a huge thing personally. (laughs) Even in my marriage, I'm like, I would love it if you would anticipate my needs, right? (laughs) Give me a little woohoo emoji if you feel the same way as a female. But don't just raise your rates because you've maxed out on time. That's not your client's fault. Enrich your offer. So it all comes back to enriching your offer to make it easy for your client or your prospective client to pay you more. Another thing, if you look at, I'm going to post this in here, but I have a blog post this week that talks about earning and definitely lines up with this live that I'm sharing right now. But the other thing is at some point you have to transition from charging hourly to charging for the outcome. And again, this is all about being really strategic in your own business. We're past the point where we're leveraging the skills that we're great at. We're great at administration. We're great at Dubsado. I see Jen on here. We're great at calendar management. I see Lisa on here. We're great at marketing, all of those things. But instead of trading dollars for hours, start to look at the outcome, okay? Start to look at what you're delivering. So maybe that turns into package pricing. Maybe that turns into a retainer relationship. As a service provider, just Promise me that you will look inside your own business and really quantify what it is that you need, how many hours that you have, and what you can specifically solve. Think about the pain points of your client. What are your unique skill sets to be able to solve your ideal client's problems? So Jen Bays is on here and she is in our A team. She is a Dubsado expert, but she's also a systems expert. So as she looks at the challenges of her client, I could be her client. Like Dubsado is, I love the platform. And if I had all the time in the world, I would be all up in it, but I don't. And it's not an area of specialty that I wanted to go in. So I would partner with somebody like, like Jen. Jen would look at me and say, you know what? I can do X, Y, and Z for you from a systems perspective for Dubsado. She would tell me by the end of six weeks or eight weeks or four, whatever the time frame is. I can have your invoices set up, your contracts loaded in there and two workflows. And you know what? I, at that point, as the business owner, don't care how long it takes, Jen, to get these things done. What I care about is that they're done. What's the value for me as a business owner in having contracts, workflows, emails, all of that set up in Dubsado? It's a lot. It's a big relief to me. And it also means that it's something that I don't have to do right? So instead of saying, how long is that going to take Jen? Is it going to take Jen seven hours, 15 hours? Because guess what? I have no clue. Hey, Jeanette. Great to see you. I have no clue because I've never been in there. So these business owners are hiring you as the expert, but you can't pull out some arbitrary number. Make sure that you're giving me the value that you're worth. All right. So I don't want you to undervalue yourself. As females, we already come into this space undervaluing what we're worth. I don't want you to do that. What I want you to do is make it so easy for someone to hand over, to have that monetary exchange, because what you're going to deliver for them is far more than they can do for themselves. Right. So just looking back for those of you guys who have joined us. Hello, Danae. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Ruby. I'm so glad that you guys and Alisa, I'm so glad that you guys are all here today. Um, it's Thursday and I'm so ready for Friday, although it's probably going to be a heavy working Friday. But just to kind of recap, the pet peeve that I have is that service providers will create arbitrary numbers to start with. They never really give it strategic thought in what it is that they need to pay themselves. And they'll just pull out numbers because they look and shop around on websites of what competitors are doing enough of that. What is it that you need for your family? Second of all, what is the number that attaches to the value that you're providing? Create an offer that makes such sense that a business owner is like, you know what? I'd absolutely love somebody to come in here and help me with calendar management, to help me with my inbox, to help me with setting up a project, to help me manage a project, to help me manage a summit. Oh my goodness, there are so many great needs for administrative professionals out there. And I am so happy to be the person that mentors so many amazing ops people out there. If you guys don't know, I am starting a director of operations. You guys probably saw this. You've been following me for a little bit, but I certify director of operations so that they can learn my systems and processes that I have used to become successful and known in this space. So if you have this skill set or if you have somebody on your team that you want to get certified and you want to uplevel your business by utilizing somebody else's talent, I encourage you to go to nataliegingrich.com forward slash certification and fill out the application if it works for you. But this month, we're going to be talking all about operations. So whether you are on the path to be certified, you have somebody who wants to be certified, or you're not in a place in your business where you can actually do this, then listen up. Make sure you watch these lives and listen and read all of the blogs that I have coming out because they're going to help any business owner already. If y'all have any questions, make sure to drop them in this live. I'll be watching it. Make sure I come back and answer. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Make sure to not break the golden rule. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember what I said earlier? Just deliver what you say you're going to deliver and over deliver, anticipate people's needs and people will have no problem paying you. All right. Love seeing you all have a great day and we'll talk soon. Adios.